0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these. Go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Greg, we're getting right into this, baby. We've got you here. We've got Zach Bartles here. We've got What's Nathan Bartleball here.
1: <laughs> hey. We got the A-team, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: got
2: Nathan Bartleball. Feeble. Feeble.
0: Hey, <laughs> hi guys. Oh, <laughs> you man.
1: Why don't I know bar- playing Madden right now or something? Don't you know? And he leans over and goes, hey, guys, yeah. Um, yeah, I do sense there. Yeah, come on. Yeah,
2: I had to get ready to commune
1: with the universe. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Love it. Oh, so man. My regular gummy bears. Which was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Extra strength. laughs> i am super excited about this one greg in november we are talking about um, obscure biblical texts and we started last week talking about the nephilim um, and then zach bartles uh, providentially shall i say uh, texted all three of us and said hey guys check out this podcast um, which we'll talk about in a second. And it really fits with what we're doing uh, yeah. this uh, this month on These Go to 11. So looking forward to talking about it. But before we get into that, uh, Greg, we know what's going on with you. So I'm going to take a few yep. moments to hang out with uh, Zach and Nathan here. Please do. Zach, go ahead and get us caught up a little bit. It's It's uh, been a year, I think. I think last Christmas was the last time we had you on.
3: Gosh, yeah. And that was me oh. like driving home through i really risked my life for that for that yeah. christmas program yeah. i remember that i remember it getting to it was my worth house it. and yeah. thinking at least you know i my wife wasn't home but i was at least i can like kind of over
1: zoom i can hug these <laughs> that's guys that's right that's <laughs> right you know?
0: it was so worth it it was the best one we had had all year
1: yeah <laughs> it was That well, was our, our first of the year wasn't it yeah. <laughs> right sort of
0: no, it was it was the last of the year. It was
1: it was the last of the year.
0: Yeah, but we had just restarted, so we only had like four of them at that point. <laughs>
3: uh, right. I, I'm going to go ahead and just be honest, right off the bat, when you ask me how I'm doing, and tell you uh, I just finished season one of uh, my podcast. High and Silver presents the gut. Oh gosh, there that goes the gut check podcast. No, High and Silver presents the Pilgrim's Progress. Yes, yeah, nice. and. Uh, I'm uh, really excited about that, and you should go binge it right now.
0: Yes. Nice. Zach, I swear you still have all of the login information for these Go to 11 so I don't know why you're not just tapping in and promoting yourself like crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that hadn't occurred to me, but now <laughs> it will, yeah. Zach, you can add two more listeners to
0: your <laughs> hijacking our platform.
1: All right, because my mom is listening again, and Nathan, I think your mom's a listener. no she's not oh, okay sorry one listener <laughs> one new listener
2: uh i suppose do, it's conceivable you could lose listeners too that, <laughs> right yeah, yeah. That, that's probably
0: more likely <laughs> uh and zach you just uh you moved this year didn't you
3: yes sir we moved to the suburbs Nice. Whatever. It is what it is. You know, maybe we we have another go here where we discuss uh, ministry matters of how big a sellout you are when your church (laughs) is in the city (laughs) and all the bullets are whizzing by (laughs) and you get your family away from that, but still go there to do ministry. I feel like a sellout, but I also feel more comfortable. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) To balance. Yeah.
0: (laughs) oh that's great and nathan talk to us about you man i think uh, i think it's probably been about it i think it was the same time that we had you on it was probably
2: the same podcast i'm assuming i think so i think it uh, was christmas, christmas one i
0: talking thought. about violent night right
2: oh wow that was a long time ago <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's that's on my writer
3: talk. that barbell is on whenever i'm on that's
2: that's why <laughs> <Yeah. mine>.
0: that's, <laughs> a- <laughs> that's how we worked Tag
2: it out team. it's the ambiance <laughs> yeah um but at least you know we're not the same person. Yeah. So um, that, that's happened on this show before. But the uh yeah, it's I'm the heck I'm talking violent night. I saw I saw a trailer for It's a Wonderful Knife.
1: Yes. Yes,
2: oh, yeah. it's out right now. And I thought I should I should uh drop a line to Nathan and Greg and see if they wanna go see it. Oh man, Yes, I'm all in. let's do it. I feel left out, but okay. Yeah. Well you I will send you an invitation. I'll today. Facebook we, you uh, into we it. We can uh synchronize <laughs> it and then just uh we'll put a we'll have a podcast in the middle of the theater. People will love that. No. <laughs> we'll talk on your end, we'll talk on ours. But yeah, I've I've been doing great. Doing well.
0: Nice, nice. And uh you got your, your kids all in school and doing all their crazy stuff.
2: Yeah, it's fun now having a middle schooler. Like things change a little bit. It's you know You get asked new awkward questions and then uh Izzy's in fourth grade. So no things are things are going great.
0: Nice. That's fantastic. Well, it is great to have you guys back on again. And uh we are talking about a podcast that really has uh, blown up a little bit um called the haunted cosmos and zach you posed this to us you just kind of threw a text out out there and it was like haunted cosmos you guys got to listen to it and we've got a podcast about it and so uh i was able to catch a couple episodes greg i think you caught one nathan you said you caught like three and zach you've listened to all but like three right yeah yeah so um, Zach, since you threw this out to us, go ahead and talk about what the haunted cosmos is.
3: All right. So I, I got to tell you how I came to know about this. Is okay. Everybody on uh, the Facebook group, uh, Dunder Mifflin Theological Seminary was talking about it,
0: That's which is
3: awesome. a reformed the office memes group. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and a whole bunch of memes started being about this thing. And I'm like, what the world is it? And at the same time, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I started noticing a bunch of my, you know, you have friends on Facebook that you don't. I mean, like I would even call you guys. Like I've talked to you face to face. We've talked. You know, I've I've talked to you when tough stuff was happening in my life or yours. We know each other. I got people on Facebook that are like same theological stripes, sort of. You yeah. know, and I started noticing a lot of people on the fringe that I didn't know were on the fringe, <laughs> um, <laughs> on the fringe of my of my friendship, uh, you know, circles. We're starting to do a lot of stuff about how UFOs were demons, how, at the same time, like, I think it, it, this just kicked it off, how, uh, you know, everyone who saw UFOs in the skies was seeing demons, uh, everyone who had been abducted by them was abducted by demons then, and I'm like, well, okay, whatever, I've heard this before, it'll pass, and then out of nowhere, Bigfoot, bam, demons, <laughs> wow. and I was like, okay, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get to the bottom of this, so... Yeah, I started binging them. I couldn't stop. It was like watching. I mean, let me say this right off the bat, you guys. Huge respect for their production quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's well the done. The work they put into it. It is a really well done podcast. And mm-hmm. as somebody who loves working with audio and especially doing stuff with sound effects and, you know, different spaces, creating ambiance and, and music and stuff, I, I, I it's worth listening to just for that.
2: Yeah. It's an entertaining podcast, too. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah.
3: Well, there are winsome guys. The guys who do it, I like their vibe with each other. The one guy, also, I started like listening to his music. He's like insanely
1: talented musician. Um, Which guy is that? Zach? Is that? Is that? There's Brian Suave and. Yes, it's Brian. It's Brian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's
2: the pastor, I think. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Yep. I know who you're talking about.
3: So anyway, I, I literally, I thought, honestly, I, I mean, I thought of all of you, but I first was like, I wonder if Nathan Bartleball is listening to this, and I want to know what he thinks about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, my first thought
2: is, man, like, it's a like, oh, why didn't I think of that back in like, you know, <laughs> 50, 20 years <laughs> yeah. ago?
0: Like,
2: <laughs> and, yeah. It's um, it's fun to listen to, and we'll get into talking about it, I guess, but... One of the things, my instant feeling on, like, how their approach to it is, where it's like, you, you go through, and we, we're talking about Bigfoot, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to break it down and, and, and show you that we're Christians, and we're thinking about this theologically. And it re- kind of took me back to a point, I think it was in college, where you had a lot of people, uh, believers, and this was also very knee-deep in the, you know, don't read Harry Potter, it'll send your soul to hell kind of, like, vibe going on at the time. I mean, everybody everybody <laughs> wanted to have these kind of like flippant. I missed that. What was it? I said it will. But yeah, <laughs> going. yeah it, will.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it, it already has. <laughs> but if you balance it out with the Pilgrim's Progress podcast, <laughs> yeah. good. You, you, you,
0: you
2: just gotta keep this the levels. But uh, anyway, the like there are points where people would want to just sit around and like you know normal people and shoot the crap and talk about a thing like a bigfoot or UFO, maybe not take it seriously, but. There was always those topics where back then you felt like you had to qualify it by just pointing out you were a Christian, you know? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'd like yeah. to talk about Bigfoot, but let's talk about whether he's saved, you know? <laughs> and <it's like, laughs> and sometimes about aliens. Well, I hope that Jesus went to their planet and died for them, too. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so it, there, there's a bit of this that reminds me of that. Not that they're necessarily uh, feeling they have to, but it's that idea that hey you know there's a group of christians out here i think would listen to us kind of just jive back and forth about you know spaceships and stuff like that but what have we did what if we tried to put that extra level of analysis to it like let's see the pretzel knots we can tie
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah greg what were your thoughts and impressions about it
1: yeah i mean uh i think these guys have listened to more i i, I listened to their their intro, which was super short, just to get a feel. Uh, honestly, I I first thought it was just like a parody site when I first saw it because you know Bartle said it, thought so. I thought this can't be serious. <laughs>
2: and then uh, I had the same thought, not because <laughs> of Bartle, but you said <laughs> no. it, Zach. But just yeah. yeah,
1: I thought okay, this is parody. Oh, it's not. I could tell they're actually looking at this. I, I think what both these guys have said, I would uh, concur with the Bermuda Triangle one, which I just finished this morning. Actually, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. That one. And I haven't, I don't have the others to compare it to. I actually thought they veered away from the supernatural, and you know, I they were talking about, oh my goodness, I can't remember. There were so many stories associated with mm-hmm. disappearances and strange occurrences in the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, they were talking a lot about the electromagnetic pull is it something that's more climate oriented uh you know does it mess with people's compasses and that sort of thing and that one just my hearing of it just going through one time i thought they they, they left the door open to supernatural stuff mm-hmm. but i'm thinking well what what does that mean? There's a bunch of demons that hang out in the. You know, Could it be hmm, Satan? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> with, with long arms that, that swipe planes and pull them into the watery grave, and but they, uh, yeah, they they talked about some of the oddities. Uh, what was the one flight? Flight 19, I think, in the 40s, uh, which I remember seeing. Uh, that might have been an old "In Search of" episode. Oh, I said that before we recorded, Nathan. Mm. I remember a show, and I think Bartleball remembered it too, in the 70s that I loved, in search of, narrated, hosted by the great Leonard, uh, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. Um, and uh, just what you said, Bartleball, it was the grainy pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it was always the Loch Ness monster. It was Bigfoot, or what, what's the winter Bigfoot? Who's Bigfoot? But he's covered in the st- Yeti. The Yeti. Yeti, yes, it was the Yeti. It was the that. Winter Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I watched a lot of Scooby Doo. Um, it was old. It was old man Witherspoon who ran the carnival. Um, you know, and it was. Um, it it was. I agree. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually am going to listen to part two because I enjoyed part one mm-hmm. so much. I mean, these guys. I will say they 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 enjoy it. Yeah, and they do their quote-unquote research probably a lot of wikipedia uh searching uh to get the articles i agree everything always seems to kind of default based on what you told me nathan yeah. To well it's either a demon or i uh, guess a demon right so yeah yeah
3: no 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 it's not all demons this is the thing though this is where it gets wild to me like you were talking about the nephilim right. they they talk about these like um physical like pagan god fallen, you know, uh creatures that that uh you know might go out and, and, and kill your dog and eat it and poop it out. I mean like they're oh my physical. Goodness. So yeah, yeah. So it's there's a lot of this kind of and I'm gonna. I, I really feel rotten that I didn't listen to this Nephilim thing. I just saw it this afternoon. That you guys did that uh, before. Before this, I'm grossly unprepared. I don't know what your your stance was on it.
0: You'd probably be bored. With to me,
3: <laughs> it probably yeah. Would be well, boring. you weren't. You didn't go out nuts with it and, and talk about like. Uh, are they like the
2: rock from Never Ending Story*? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, was that the Noah movie? <laughs> yes,
3: that's
1: right. Right. <laughs> they look like big, strong hats.
3: <laughs> but like, I mean, the sons of God and the daughters of men, and yeah. it, what Scripture does with these two—you know, these two, you know, uh, two lines—and yeah. and one of them is is going to give us the Messiah, and the other one is is the servants of the, the, the serpent, the dragon. It doesn't seem like they're doing anything radically new, and then the fact that to get the the wild kind of sensational stuff, you have to go into uh, kabbalistic and and odd writings and and, yeah. and non canonical, very and they'll acknowledge these things like don't read this. This is you know th- th- this is a uh, even the Babylonian Talmud and stuff. They 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 don't fall into the kind of. Vanderlaunian trap of of like yeah you have to understand read this stuff so you can understand Moses and you're like mm-hmm. you're many thousands of years off there buddy but yeah. but like they they get it and then for some reason their take on all of this is yes these gods in the old testament and these gods in South America and all these they're they're, they're roaming around they're not just I have no problem with because Paul says you know we we know An idol is nothing, and also says, um, you know, demons, you know, demon worship, the cup of demons. Um, I have no problem thinking, like, okay, if there is a false god that's being worshiped, demonic uh, entities are coming in and and kind of portraying this god, and that's why it's so dangerous to fool with this stuff. But when you get into, like, it's going to come into my backyard and eat my poodle, I'm out, you know, because they're. It's corporeal, it's physically there, it's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And I kind of had the same thought as I was listening to it. I actually, I thought the vampire one they did was actually really um, interesting and unique. Like they, they kind of dive into the history of, of where it, you know, kind of where it came from and, and kind of moved you along throughout history. I mean, it was, like I said, it was, it was fascinating and interesting the thing that got me really um, scratching my head on that one is they started like going from that to talking about like how there are demons like possessing AI. Um, yeah, and, and like bad. yeah, it, there's a
2: there's a very Luddite sort of feeling under all their podcasts on this, all their episodes. A yeah, bit. like about technology, it always goes back to the AI are going to kill us.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, for people who are using uh, digital audio software <laughs> yeah, to make a really that. great product and then distribute it digitally <laughs> in order to, like, have a great Patreon presence. Yeah, that's a lot. Yes. Here you
2: go, Zardoz. Here's one for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, another
3: beef I have if if we're just critiquing now, and, and you know, I, far be it from me to take something someone's created and, and dump all over it. It's not what I'm trying to do. I'm going to keep listening to it. Oh, I yeah. I think it's a blast. Yeah. Um, but. They seem to have this um, kind of pattern of if something is um, presented as true, saying, okay, we're obligated to explain that mm-hmm. in a biblical cosmology. Yeah. So, like, there's a story of the hat man. It's like a Haiti kind of, uh, you know, voodoo. Santa Maria or something. Yeah, I don't know enough. what it is. Uh, voodoo. Yeah, Santa Maria is the wrong thing. Uh, voodoo. Um, and and, and uh, he tells this story of, like, this brother who had all these dreams about it, and then he moved out of the house and stopped having them, but he never told anybody. Then the sister had all the same dreams, and then one day they happened to be talking to each other, and they were like, oh my gosh, we had the same horrible dreams. And they're like, see, it's it's clear, it's obvious. Right. It's just demons. Right. Like, dude, every urban legend goes like that. Like, yeah, you right. can't assume. You, you don't have to explain how the, the calls were coming from inside the house because that thing never happened. It's just a spooky story. People yeah. have told spooky stories forever, Yeah. and we don't have to say, well, we have the answer for all of this, and it's all either Jesus or the Holy Spirit or a demon. Or a demon, yeah. No, yeah. some of it's just like people having fun and like shooting yeah. the crap. Yeah. yeah.
2: And well, I and think that, that's it. It's like they want that part of it. But I, I to me, the, the podcast, I guess, sort of, not like, not that you're attacking it, but I guess in a sort of defense of what we're saying is... It, it does seem like it's a thought experiment, right? Like, I, I it's not that the podcast is tongue-in-cheek, but they definitely, I feel like they walk in with that lens on of, like, you know, again, you're back in college, it's like 2 a.m., and, you you know, is that for three Red Bulls? What if, what if aliens were demons? You know, it's like they take that and they just go with it, Yeah, and they, yeah. it's like they're trying to put themselves in the same shoes as the people having... The regular, I hate to call a book a Bigfoot podcast regular, but the normal Bigfoot podcast. A podcast just about Bigfoot where they sit there and, you know, they're, they're super serious, they're super intense, and that intensity is what makes it fun to listen to, right? Mm. It's like yeah, the, I agree. If you feel, you're taking it seriously. Like Leonard Nimoy was like, you know, I think he believed in the paycheck and not necessarily everything else. <laughs> right. But he talked about it like he did. That's the one thing about Nimoy that made that show Stand out from like some of the other ones, but uh, by the same token, I think if you're really trying to look at it with all their like, I keep waiting for a really interesting like biblical tie-in, and after a few episodes, it's like, oh, it's it's going back to demons. Or did you hear the one about the uh, evangelist aliens, Zach? No, no, I'm not sure what that is. So the uh, idea is that the alien abductions, like when they come down and they take you up and. Uh, I guess the, it didn't cover probing, but uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, like dude. eighty percent probing, too. That that's for that's for us are, for, for podcast, serious, rigorous podcasts like that to deal with the. Are you probing. saying, but anyway, asking the
1: probing questions? <laughs> <yeah. laughs> are, are you saying Eric Cartman is not a source <laughs> that that course, we can everything's a source? Good, but, because um, Nathan and I look to him as a guide for our own podcast there you so, go yeah
2: um but so the idea it, it really think like the close encounters of the third kind that that late 70s very like new agey a, the aliens that come yep. down and everyone's experienced as there were bright lights and the aliens uh talked to us and they told us that hey uh y- you know you can channel your your inner self and you can become you know you can transcend humanity and you can transcend this earth and so they're talking about how when you look at like uh, Gnostic texts and things like that, and potentially what they would consider like, uh, I guess, demonic activity posing as, as people bringing this truth and say, "Oh, you can you can ascend uh, Earth and you can basically become your own god." And they're they're pointing out how most New Age belief systems or pagan belief systems have a you know they circumvent God so that man can ascend and you know, become greater. And they're saying, since these aliens are espousing that, this is just the new thing that the demons are now like, you know what people love? Aliens. So I'm going to pretend to be an alien. And they're, and they're pointing that the truth of this is in the fact that this matches up with the Gnostic kind of viewpoint, what the aliens are doing. And I'm thinking, well, it's also just, that's the human nature, right? The human nature to put God out of the equation and evolve on my own is in my head and I'm thinking about it, you know, the, the people that are experiencing this. So it's like the fact that that's, you know, the, they're treating the alien like it's hundred percent real. When my explanation for this is people are looking elsewhere and they're building these fantasies. And some people become so involved in these fantasies that that's their experience. And they're, they're yearning to believe in this thing ultimately revolves on them having some sort of unexplained experience that they pin it onto. But you know, It's demons. Yes.
3: Yeah. You know what? It also doesn't take into account the fact that when you look at a map of the world with every UFO sighting, like pinpointed, that it's basically. You know, if it's red dots, the United States is just pretty much red, and everywhere else <laughs> is not. Yeah. So there's obviously cultural stuff behind it, which is kind of you know along this you know along the same lines of what you're talking about. There's there's uh, expectations that we're going to see these things and what it will be like. And and, right. and one thing that cracked me up. I don't think any of you guys listened to this one. I think it was in the um uh, oh gosh, They're, they all blend together. I was I was trying to clean out my garage one day. Uh, which is full of moving boxes, and I was just binging through them. I listened to everything from like the Mothman up through that. the Men in Black ones. Really got me. I I Ooh. loved that stuff um, about like these weird guys with like wires going down their ankles and like they they look uncanny and not oh,
0: real. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It, it was it was creepy and and like fun, but also like it, to find it in the Bible was strange. But like in one of these, um, they, they were talking about. Uh, how it was different from this point to this point to this point. And I think it starts with the f- the first real episode, which is the Mothman ones. Um, they say, what I think is happening is test runs. Oh, These demons mm-hmm. are running test runs to see what's scariest to people. And that's why people's stories kind of match up, but not quite.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And
3: it's like, is that is that the most likely, is that right. Occam's razor here? or <laughs> Yeah, it pulls out on that uh, alien one because they
2: were like, you know, if you look at where all of the alien sighting activity happens, it's, it's in areas that have a lot of, uh, you know, they're they're very well off, and so they're very materialistic. And it's like, or they're in areas where people talk about things like aliens, you know, yeah. because they have access to the internet and things like that. And it's just like, when you're when you're trying that hard, and you don't at least throw out the other, the most reasonable, like you said, the Occam's razor. It's like. We we should at least bypass that on your way to the screwball, the screwball yes. resolution.
3: I want to know if this guy is preaching this stuff on Sunday morning. Like, yeah. Uh, by the way, we're that in. Would, you know, that like would change numbers. my view of this a little. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would, think it would uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's part of his. It's part of his worldview. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I yeah. mean, it, it would have to blend unless yeah. it is fully just a hobby. And he's you know, like you get the impression they're pretty much all in on this, yeah. but I also have I mean, like I, I by the way, I saw in a notebook the other day I had taken a bunch of notes about uh, Dark Man and Robocop. And I had been <laughs> texting you guys like three, four years ago, but we had to do a, a podcast about that. And I we was like We should still do that. <laughs> we should still do that. I still have my notes and I still have things I wanna ask you guys. But like if if, if it's that level of like this is a side thing i do but then if that's the case to me it almost seems a little bit sacrilegious to involve these central Mm -hmm. biblical tenets and even the blood of christ sometimes yeah and so i have to assume that that's not what it is that this really is even if it's on the the edges of their worldview it's a core part of it you know it's linked into the center
0: yeah and and yeah i think
3: that's probably
2: accurate that they they like for me, my my viewpoint is that a lot of things they're talking about are are not real, you know. Now I have no way of quantifying it, but I'm not sitting there up at night wondering about how God can account for it because, you know, most of it I don't I don't think it's there. So maybe their minds are more uh, more open. That's but you know if they are thinking, hey, this stuff can be real, then that's I, I assume that's what they're attempting to do. But I had the same sort of feeling, and my feeling was almost like. It'd be, a, you know, it's fun to listen to. And my kids and I were talking the other day about, like, Bigfoot and stuff like that. But it's like, I'd almost I'd almost rather just listen to, not a podcast where people are like, yeah, I'm going to go hunt down Bigfoot. But if you're telling these stories and you're, you're doing it in an entertaining way, I'd almost rather just have the stories than all of that weird biblical linking that's going on. Just in terms of, like, mm-hmm. listening to it with kids. I'm like, I don't need to confuse you on this. Like, let's... Right. Yeah, I'd almost rather just have the podcast that... It shares the monster stories and lets them be what they are. I think we've all probably felt that that's a problem sometimes. people, yeah. particularly believers, feel that they can't just enjoy something as it is. Uh, it, it all of it has to be, you know, sprinkled and sauced up and all of that. And,
0: let me, it, it reminds me... I'm just, go ahead, Nathan. I was just going to say, um, and actually you might want to go first after you hear my question. Um, I was going to ask uh, Greg and Zach as pastors, right? And, and I do want to say... Um, you know, we are, you know, we are critiquing this heavily, but it is enjoyable, right? We've all said that. I mean, I, I plan on listening to more of these. Um, I've I've enjoyed them for entertainment value sake. Um, but, but let me ask you guys as pastors, right? Because you get, you know, somebody in your congregation starts listening to this and it's like, this is now becoming a part of their uh, worldview, their theological construct, I mean, how how would you begin to work through that with them? Um, you know, because obviously this is, uh, things like this become more delicate when you're dealing with worldview issues, right? It's not just, it, it's not just, you know, a matter of like Santa Claus doesn't exist, right? I mean, these things are being presented as, as viable reality. Um, so, so as pastors, I mean, how would you, how would you walk through somebody who's, who's coming to you and, and like, oh, I, I you know, I'm, I'm thinking that these things are real and genuine. Uh, Zach, talk to us first and then Greg, we'll, will jump over to you.
3: It's complicated, I think, because I'm Baptist and, uh, we don't, You know try and litigate and dictate everything you believe uh we we believe in soul liberty uh this is not an essential this is Mm. very far out there this is you know beyond even audiophora this is like this is just hobby horse stuff Mm. the problem would become i think when it starts to get into the middle Mm. and you know someone in a bible study that's supposed to just be an edifying you know Study through First John is bringing up aliens every week or Bigfoot or something or or, or you know it, it gets a lot weirder on this on this podcast and yeah, some of the yeah. stuff I'm going to go ahead and say also some of the stuff I'm like yeah that sounds that that's the problem is it's it's almost like mixing in stuff that sounds legitimately demonic with stuff that's just goofy and, and like right. anime stories that people you know just spun out of their head and and that that gets me a little bit too and and you know like the notion of um in, in, remember in the 80s when like TV was always and movies were always uh conflating uh the spiritual from a biblical yeah. cosmology with like mm. psychics and stuff yeah. and like putting them all in one bucket. And and I fear that this this kind of does that. I've had I've had people in my church, I can talk about it because they were not members, briefly there and left over over stuff like this who were into weird things and and they very, I'd say w- without exception, anecdotally, the ones that I've known are unwilling to reconsider mm. whether things like this are true in, in this cat- even I've even known somebody who was a Christian and then they, they were a flat earther and they yeah. wanted to talk about it a lot. Um, I, I had a guy, I mean, it, it's it's that category in my mind. Yeah, And yeah. it's one thing if somebody has like a, a hobby horse of 9-11 was an inside job and it comes up three times a year and you're like, okay, that's just Bruce or whatever. Okay. You know, maybe it was, I don't think so, but it's not, that's not what ties us together. It's Jesus that does. If somebody was getting into this kind of thing real deeply, I think I would want to put the Bible in front of them and say, show me where it says that. Yeah. Because uh, this sounds an awful lot like uh, eisegesis 101, where we're taking, literally the kind of a uh, girl was babysitting and then mikey from the life serial commercials had some pop rock rock rocks that exploded blew up, yeah something like that and and reading it into the text you yeah. know like these these campfire stories that we tell you know the hook scraping against the top of the car like yeah and, and i would probably ask somebody like you know, who who was into this subculture and stuff like where do you draw the line? Like yeah. is is Slender Man a demon? I can show you his the first appearance of this character in Pasta, and I think we know who wrote created the character. Yeah. It's new and it's almost like and I'm getting off the pastoral thing and back on to just like uh, my my beef with this. Sure. It's almost like how all ghosts are in Victorian clothes. Yeah. No one ever has like I'm Bart Simpson. <laughs> Who the hell are you? And the <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So why not? Right? Well, I'm like, a
1: stupid. Like,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Be- because now we have you know video and, and photos, and it's not mysterious. Uh, you know, we have a glut of it. And in the same way, these these you know old ish. You know, even the '60s to me, and I know Greg was practically alive, but <laughs> it, it seems long ago. Where footage is going to be, unless it's professionally done, kind of grainy. Photos are going to be kind of sparse, mm-hmm. and it seems like a mysterious world now that it's in our rearview mirror by half a century or more. And they don't seem to get much newer than that. And, and I want us to be rooted not in just just beyond just pre-social media. Yeah. but way back at the cross of Christ. Yeah, And if that's what matters the most, yeah. It, so, so I mean, if, if I if I had somebody, and I don't, I'm the only guy at my church listening to this podcast. I guarantee that. I'm yeah. the one on the phone. <laughs> but if I had somebody who was like, hey, did you listen to that this week? I'd be like, yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. But if I had somebody for whom it started to become a fixation. Like they drew the shades before they asked you about it? <laughs> <laughs> And then I noticed, and then they, they said, uh, in, in 12 minutes, can I have a glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> in minutes, killed, and, uh, they'd become very florid, but they came back to normal. Uh, no, I, and and I, I know that you have to ask the same question of Greg, uh, but I also want to just, just for all of you, quick straw poll. Did anybody have like a night? No, you didn't listen to any of the scary ones. I had like a night. Not that I was like up scared, but that like my mind was running through all these things so much yeah. that I didn't sleep well. Oh, yeah. And I was like, gosh, I got to make sure I put some time between when I listen to this podcast and when I bed down, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I listen to it to fall
2: asleep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you probably watch slasher movies to fall asleep,
2: too. So <laughs> it, basically, my mind's running all the time. When I put on something scary or creepy, it's like it directs it to me long enough for me to just pass out. <laughs> what so I
0: funny. took from that, Nathan, is your mind is so scary and creepy that you've got to watch these other things that are scary yes. and creepy. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be hating. So,
0: cool. uh, so, yeah, Greg, let me kick it over to to you
1: no i i mean i've just uh enjoyed hearing these dudes and since nathan you and i may have recorded three podcasts isn't it nice just to have these guys it is riff and 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 get their <laughs> insights i love it um yeah zach i think everything you said 100 ditto I, I it's fun i listen to these things i get a kick out of them uh i'm wondering zach i'll ask you It's funny that all this is coming together. About a year ago, and I think it's been out for many years, I started hearing about this book. Young lady we were talking to tonight, Nathan, that knew we were podcasting, Mm -hmm. remember? Steph, in our church, was one of the first people to put it on my radar, was Michael Heiser's The Unseen Realm. Have you uh, seen that, Zach, or read it, or know anything about it? I'm aware of it, but I haven't read it. They
2: reference Heiser a lot in this podcast, particularly on that Aliens episode. There you go.
1: That all makes sense now. I kind of know what the book's about because a woman in our church just gave me the book, had two copies, one for me and one for Matt Smith, our, our other pastor here. And I always ask the preliminary questions. I've learned to ask.
0: Do you need this back?
1: Yeah. I, is this a loan? Because if it's a loan, I don't take it because I'll lose. Do you it. mind mustard stain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you uh, realize I'm not going to read this?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you just put it under the. That's book only your book, Zach.
3: Over there
1: for me. <laughs> That, that's so true. I was gonna say uh I may return this bourbon stained and unread. But um I will I, a I, circle I, on the front <laughs> <of you. laughs> exactly.
0: Don't mind so, the imprint of the table on it.
1: Crop circles yes, <laughs> that I'm so glad you said that, Bartlebo. and I thought there was a connection between these two. Now I i kind of have it. So he, here's what I would say. Really short dude uh nathan this is what we were talking about during covid and everything i'm always convinced and, I, and i'm the same way i feel it in myself we can kind of get bored with the gospel yeah so other things are always kind of really intriguing right whether wh- wh- i mean and they come and go whether it's like prayer at Jabez stuff going forever way back and people get fired up about that right or it's purpose-driven life or it's left behind so there's always something kind of that you know calls out to us it's it's sexy it's scintillating we we, we get all these things so the, this concept of oh this kind of haunted cosmos is is cool yeah. and um i'm not saying that to make it wrong but i boy how do you not sound overly spiritual here to say that the, the hope is that just the basics of the good news are always exhilarating right always yeah captivating and You're I, talking
3: Jesus without the junk. Gee, thank you.
1: <laughs> Somebody had to say it, so I didn't. I wasn't guilty of self-promotion. Jesus without the junk. Wait,
0: this is our podcast. We can self-promote all we want. Yeah, one. that's
1: true. Let's <laughs> do it. What else has this been about? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, guys, let me talk to the audience really quickly. Mom, would you call uh, Aunt Betty and tell her she should listen to this podcast? Thanks. All right. So there's our our, uh, There's our, our second outreach. listener. But okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But there is, these things are always intriguing yeah. and people can get really interested in them and they can become a really, really big thing. I mean, we were talking earlier, Nathan. I mean, the mm-hmm. 80s, going way back, first Christian books I ever read were the Peretti. Uh, you know this present darkness yeah. piercing the darkness. Can you imagine
3: what this stuff would do to those books? Oh, you got Tal, God. you got Rafar, <laughs> then you got like Bigfoot in the frame. Come on,
1: <laughs> Mothman and your- yes, dude, Loch Ness monster <laughs> rises. Uh, yeah, yeah, out of the sea. I mean, I'm in Ocean City, and the Loch Ness Monster's coming out. It's uh, incredible. That dude, that would actually be really good You're to do
2: like a cryptid Apostles like comic yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, you know, my goal has always been to meet Stephen King. Now I have a proposal for him, right? <laughs> get, get, I mean, Dean
2: Koontz must be loving this. I like yeah. one of their episodes was like Dean Koontz ripped it off in a book like 10 years ago, even though there was no podcast. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah.
1: Well, um, have they talked about, uh, since you brought it up, Nathan, have they talked about the famous um, um, ah, the Roanoke Island disappearance, right? That one is always a popular one for theorists, right? They, I don't uh, think
2: they've done that one, but they've done the that love pass incident. I'd listen to that one. Okay, okay, um, because
1: horror writers always take the Roanoke Island disappearance and mm-hmm. what, what was written on the tree. It was, um, Croatin. Yeah, yes, yes, Croatin, This unknown term and you know the the the, the, the pots yeah. and the porridge. All the stuff is still going. So I just say, look, it's interesting to me. It's like if somebody gets into a specific type of eschatology or they get on the political bandwagon or they get on the vaccine conspiracy a thousand things that could interest people and you know as long as it's um, pastorally I always just say yeah I do I just say hey that's cool um, and I'm with you Zach I don't want to legislate what people pursue and believe but I think I can say hey let's let's keep the gospel mm-hmm. as our main focus yeah, the announcement is pretty awesome there's a, a an ocean of depth before us, if we just swim in that, uh, but it's hard. It's just kind of in our nature to find things on the periphery that interest us. Hmm. Um, yeah.
3: What's interesting is that these like, these things seem so central and important in the moment. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the prayer of Jabez. Everyone prays it every day. And look at all these, you know, testimonials about. Okay, who who knows anyone who's praying the J, or J yeah. prayer of Jabez in 2020? No one. So because dark. it was it was fleeting. It was, it was passing away. Yeah. Uh, because it was a literal it was,
2: fad. It was just, yeah, it was a yeah. fad.
3: And this, I think this will be a fad too. And I think yeah. th- that kind of thing, it, it, as long as we, we don't let it become linked in our minds with the gospel. That's the, and, yeah. and I'm not worried about myself and I'm worried about, I'm not worried about you three, but like when I went for fun to a local mega church to see the late, great Jack Van Impey, yes. um, do his thing, and I live blogged it because people were still blogging then, and it was yeah. very snarky and actually pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it, the sad part was he gave a decent gospel presentation, yeah, and a a you know uh, more or less an altar call, you know, raise your hand and pray this prayer. In a way, I'm, I'm not like that's not how I do things, but I don't like scoff at that. Go ahead, sure. have people pray as long as it's a prayer of repentance and faith, but. He had linked it and tied it so entirely to the idea that in 2012, by 2012, we'll all be looking down because the rapture is going to happen before that. Yeah. Because of the mm. number of nations in the European Union and because of the Mayan calendar and something about the History Channel, yeah. and it was it was all very vague. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I'm going okay. So in 2013, are these folks going to go? Oh yeah, that weird guy with the pompadour and the you know yeah that, that talked about how he could is you get new titanium knees and he could catch his wife now. Cause she apparently runs away from him. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that, that this guy, like, Why be me a- because we're still here. I was, ta- <laughs> right. it's almost like, like that in parks in a wreck where they were like, uh, you had to decide whether you were just going to ignore that. The prophecies about the end of the world were always wrong right, or yeah. ditch the whole thing. Yeah. And if somebody comes to, especially, I hadn't thought about this until you guys start talking about it, but like, uh, kids in the car, and they're interested in this stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when they go to college and go, gosh, so my parents believe in all sorts of weird stuff, yeah, Bigfoot and and uh, you know like Mothman and and Godzilla or whatever. And then they also believe in Jesus dying on a crate You know, it's almost like uh, you're gonna you're gonna make it easier for them to ditch it all in one big
1: move.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a good point yeah that's a really good point yeah we've often um greg and I have often talked about the idea of you know having having these kind of conspiracy ideas or these these kind of big bigger ideas of what's going on in the unseen um you know those things like once you start going outside of what scripture actually talks about it it gets really weird, yeah. Having conversations with people, I mean, for, for the unbeliever, scripture is kind of weird enough, sure. um, sticking to what the text actually says. But then when you start going outside of that and start pulling and drawing from all of these different ideas, having those conversations now, I I mean, you just, you, you begin to look kind of crazy. And, you know, I have an uncle I love dearly, um, and he has all these thoughts and ideas and there are times where I'm just like oh come on could, could, could we just acknowledge that like while you believe these things that scripture does not explicitly state them and so for the sake of not sounding crazy to unbelievers like could you not say that you know and I, and I think about you know friends that I, ha- I I might have around who are not believers when he begins talking like this and I'm like Oh, you know. And, have you, you
2: asked him just to wear a sandwich board and write everything he thinks on it <laughs> and walk around your house like that? It's good stuff yeah. for everyone.
0: No, I don't, I don't want to tempt him.
1: No, um, I was going to say.
0: But, you I know, need more just, space. You the, don't a
1: board. <laughs> need like a flip book.
0: <laughs> Just one at a time. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it just, it, at, at some point, like, you know the the offense that you're presenting is not the actual offense of the gospel and and so let's just let the offense of the gospel be was the gonna, thing that offends people that's a great people. point we
1: always do that's the i the, the i mean just that that truth that we can't fix ourselves like that's hard for people to digest particularly you know Americans and the right. self-help culture i mean it's really that's such an offensive message the, the offense of the cross that all these other things that creep in there. And I think, to your point, Zach, it's so true. I think of my kids of this all the time. They're they're now 25, 17, um, and almost 15, you know. Um, and I left one out. 20. Sorry, Ben. Uh, <coughs> sorry, Ben. <Wow>. Ever <laughs> since that Stranger Things podcast, we've done away with you. Um, so they're, you know, one of them in college, one of them in grad school. And, and you know, they are a lot... <laughs> They're tuned in to what people say and what yeah. they think. And I'm glad that we didn't have a lot of these crackpot things. Because remember, during the pandemic, I, I don't know who tweeted it. It was a tweet or something on Instagram. Somebody said, hey, just uh, just a thought. If we are associated with endless conspiracy theories, what will they think of us when we say Jesus is Lord? Yeah, or yeah, Jesus yeah. has yeah. risen from the dead. You know, yeah. But, Oh, yeah, you, you're kind of lumping the central truth in with some of these other things and say, man, just, just yeah. put some distance on those things. You know, they, they don't have to become central, but the, yeah, they are, um, they, they grow like wildfire. I think who, one of you guys said it, I'd love to check out, did you say Brian is the pastor? Yeah. yeah. Have uh, e- either you guys heard his, you know, his sermon podcast, if he has one or no, church no. website? It mm-hmm. might be worth just checking it out because my impression, but I could be wrong, is that He's probably not doing this when he preaches, that this is kind of for fun, a hobby horse, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not trying to hunt the guy down, but it, it would it would it would illustrate to some extent mm-hmm. maybe this is a little more serious than we thought in terms of his uh attraction Yeah. And stuff.
2: There's also a question I don't know entirely like the audience. Anytime you put something out and you ultimately tag it, with Christian tags and you have as much Christian content in it as they do in these episodes, obviously it's going to, you know, uh, Christian circles are going to pick it up and find it and everything. Um, I'd almost, although you still have the same potential problem, I'd almost be more, uh, not approving, but uh, cool with it. If it were like really designed for people that are in the cryptid or, uh, you know, unseen strange phenomena communities to hear it because then there is some gospel you know tied in however the mm-hmm. y- question becomes do you really want them to come to it like that but yeah i i can't quite tell in the tone of it if it is again it's just to me i think exactly the way you stated it where if someone asked you you'd be like oh yeah that was fun wasn't well, it like that would be the spirit to take this as fun yes. I, I wouldn't go for it for edification yeah at all it's not to say that the thing that the, the the scriptural parts they're saying aren't true to scripture it's just that it's that conflating thing that like mm-hmm. tying it all together where it becomes loopy and weird and at the end of it like you don't you really want to turn the bible into like the answer to all conspiracy theories right
3: right yeah or like a monarch you know cinematic universe right of, right, like, yeah. right
2: it's the yeah we've tied it all together and and I think that that's the thing because it it's yeah, you're you're taking things that at least for me, I don't believe in them, and so you're taking fiction, urban legend, mythology, and now you're muddy you're trying to tie it to something to explain how it could be real. And I think if maybe someone that was up front was like, Yeah, this is just kind of a fun a fun podcast, not to be taken seriously, but I don't I don't
3: really know. Yeah it's taken seriously by a lot of people and it's i mean it's yeah. got a huge following it's author uh, that choice. greg mentioned i
2: would caution more about that at least from the perspective of you've believers that are reading and taking it seriously the that guy's all in like that the, uh looking through it after they mentioned him on the podcast and looking at like bits online it's like Okay, he's fully engaged with that stuff, Interesting. and it's pre—it's it's almost like meant to be enlightening. Here, let me explain the world to you, sort of view. And whereas these guys, they do seem to be, uh, you know, oh, here's a possibility, here's what it could be, but um, yeah, I never—I guess because I'm my mind isn't like in terms of all of these things, I don't take any of them realistically. Like, I'm not sitting there wondering. If Dog Man is really like Judas Iscariot or something, you know, <laughs> um, that I'm sh- which they tied that to Dracula in the past, so these kinds of things, they're always just nonsense to me. So I, I'm not thinking, oh, well, what
3: if someone does take that seriously? You know, mm-hmm. to me, it was a thought experiment. Listening to it, let me let me play Nephilim Spirits Advocate though, and uh, <laughs> like, there are certain things that I do assume are demonic. Mm-hmm. And possibly, n- without a, a much more scriptural warrant than than these other things. Mm-hmm. For example, like one thing that's easy is like a Ouija board, right? Don't don't I tell I tell my young people do not dink around with this. It is a opening a door into your your soul. You you just don't want to do this. And you can say, well, there's no Ouija boards in the Bible, but there is you know divination. And that sort of thing, and it's forbidden. Mm. So that's a, that's a no-brainer. But then, like other occulty type things, like uh, astral projection or mm. something, someone says they've done that. My first instinct is that's demonic, and you're opening yourself up to a lot of demonic stuff. But when I say that, am I oh, a whole lot different from you know? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the the one that really uh, got me on. Um, the haunted cosmos. It was the same episode as the one that the hat man like mm. these, these kind of, Oh, it was the sleep paralysis one, um, which to me was the creepiest one. Mm. Um, and, and, and I don't know whether, you know, mm. people who experience sleep paralysis after, um, uh, being involved in, in actual Santeria and stuff. I, that was on cultish not that long ago. Like I was really involved in this really kind of demonic, Death worship cult type stuff, and started having sleep paralysis with really horrific images. And I'm immediately like, "Well, yeah, that's demonic. You're, you're, this is uh, mm-hmm. says in the Bible that that there's principalities and powers. Am I am I doing the same thing?
0: Yeah, I. Mean, so I would say no, because I mean, at the end of the day, right? This isn't this isn't your your fascination and fixation, right? And I think that's the thing: is what What is your fixation, right? And ultimately, it's going to go back to the gospel. That rooting people in the gospel is what's going to prevent, you know, the 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 divinations. It's going, to, you know, it's going to prevent these things because um, ultimately we know that we as believers go straight to the source of all knowledge all power in the universe Jesus Christ God his father the Holy Spirit that we have direct access to ultimate universal power right and and it's right there and not in the fact that we tap into it for ultimate power into ourselves but but we have access to the greatest gift that has been ever given to us in salvation through Jesus Christ and so you know when we look at those things right um you know we 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 talk about this um we talk about this a lot that um you know paul's warning to to the church in ephesus right where he talks about putting on the whole armor of god um right we go back always greg to isaiah yeah right isaiah is at 43 it's in the 50s, 50s near the end where where this exact passage is and the idea is yeah if you want to protect yourself against these things that are unseen that that you have a very real enemy that you cannot see then you go to the source of ultimate power which is christ um and you put christ on right we tend to break down you know the armor into its various pieces but ultimately it's Put on the person of Christ so that you can stand against the devil in all of his attacks.
1: Yeah, it's Isaiah 59. Yeah, remember go ahead. Because, well, it's it's interesting because it says he put on righteousness as a breastplate and, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing, wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. He put on. Um, no, no, that yeah. Now, now I'm reading it in the NIV. But the whole no, the whole notion there is that there's nobody. Ultimately, to fight and defend God's people, so God does it Himself. Right. It's interesting that Paul pulls seemingly from that passage to write the armor of God, which is always yeah, you're putting on. Je- you're putting Jesus armor on, exactly. in Ephesians six. It, it right. really is a much more elaborate way of talking about yeah, putting you on Christ, hiding yourself in Him, as opposed to that. I think too tight of a focus where. You break it down into its component. I remember doing that in college all the time. Oh no, no, no it's the breastplate of righteousness, and you get that, and you can kind of miss the forest for the trees, right? Which, um, yeah, I think Zach, your caution on those other things—if there just seems to be a world of difference between that and some of the fringe stuff coming out in this podcast, which I'm going to look at more. I was taking it a little bit more. Jovial, yeah. But I, actually, this is helping me to at least. I'm definitely going to listen to more, yeah, and get a sense where these guys are coming from. And if they are growing in popularity, to your guys' points earlier, then there's probably a growing trend, right? Which means I'm going to start getting emails and questions about it at some point.
0: And and Zach too. The other thing that I think with those things, right, is ultimately, ultimately, we want to caution anyone against distractions from Christ right so I mean when whenever anything's boiled down right I mean uh, demonic warfare like the, the Ouija boards divinations all of those things they' they're ultimately the goal of, of Satan the goal of the demons is to take to take attention and focus off of Christ right it doesn't it doesn't matter how that happens right i mean c.s lewis masterfully talks about these things in the screw tape letters right i mean the reality is is here in america um you know satan is just as content to you know have have the church and have the everyday people sitting down and binge watching you know breaking bad for 48 hours as (laughs) um you know as 36
1: is my max (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um as as he would be you know to to have you entranced in in occultic things or occultic worship and i and i think ultimately you know that's the thing is okay if you're being driven in this direction right then that means you're being you're being pulled away from Christ and the glory that is Christ um and i think that's yeah. where
3: I, I do still think there's a distinction between, it. I mean, you can be playing seven hours of video games a day, and that's a distraction from Christ, and and, uh, and you can be, you know, instead of reading your Bible, playing crazy cupcakes on your phone, but I'm talking about telling but this people... this is a
2: spiritual dimension, it's like you're saying, it's, it's like a literal alternative to Christ. Yeah, if I, I tell a, someone
3: that's yeah. demonic, versus that's a waste of time, mm-hmm. I'm going out on more of a limb. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
3: And it's yeah. the same limb these guys are going out on every every episode. And,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't. I think I think their like I think their intentions are good, and I don't think there's any. I think the potential harm could be was with any of this stuff is when you take it as you take it seriously, and then you take it as seriously as you do you you know the thing that you believe in, and you now you have it all mixed up, and I think that's maybe you know, that's the caution light. I think the the podcast itself is fun to listen to, but, um, and I, I think though, Zach, maybe the difference is here. They are kind of, their, their podcast is about like weird stuff. It's, it seems to be made to reach the audiences that want to hear about the weird stuff. And yet they're also trying to go, you know, oh, I can get these two audiences at the same time. And, and it's true. There aren't a lot of podcasts out there talking about Bigfoot and, you know the gospel at the same time mm-hmm. um i would almost rather just be tongue-in-cheek though you know and, and just segue in a goofy way if they want to talk about that as opposed to that's the part i kept waiting for was this kind of tongue-in-cheek like we're you know everyone needs a gimmick they're like oh i need to i'm the crazy hat person or i'm the whatever you know <laughs> I'm, I'm bigfoot christian but um it's fun but i think what you're talking about cautioning people uh is they're engaging in something that if it isn't explained away uh if you, if your belief system is look all of this has a spiritual dimension and they're talking about things that we can't explain away normally then what is it that they're messing with and why are they messing with it and i think you can always sort of direct that like even if, if someone's gonna come to me too and say hey you know i'm gonna go hunting bigfoot this weekend it's not the same discussion, but it's a
3: discussion, right? Like, I am but, in, dude. I am one hundred percent. Not Bigfoot. The I've snipe. seen Harry and the Hendersons, yeah. and it <laughs> yeah. seems delightful. Yes, <laughs>
2: <I> <laughs> there, mean, there are other movies besides Harry the Hendersons <laughs> that seem less delightful. Yes, yes. That, um, <laughs> Bobcat Goldwaith made a movie uh, about Bigfoot once, and he brought it to like the Charles Theater, and he was talking about the people that believe in Bigfoot, and what the, the, like, like, because he was out like amongst them, and he said that. Uh, you talk to them for a while, and at first you sort of pity them, and then you're like, wow, and then you find your way back to pity. You know, <laughs> their minds are open to all this stuff. He said the he cut people out of the movie because he's like, they people wouldn't believe it. The one guy was writing young adult romance novels involving uh, Bigfoot, and one of them was called <laughs> Yeti or Not. And, oh, wow. <laughs>
3: so, wow.
0: That, I'm wow. Funny, really <laughs> did.
3: I gave up my Saturday to do those interviews. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now's the opportunity to rewrite it. Just get on the, get on the,
3: uh, on the Cosmos podcast. Greg Aww. still won't read it. But... <laughs> <laughs> the, the other Dude. thing that stood out to Dude. me, uh-huh. and, and again, I, I, I don't love doing uh, like pile-on critiques of things that I think are good. And I think this is pretty good. Yeah. I think this whole thing is pretty good. I, w- I wouldn't wish it out of existence if I could. I don't think it's going to really do any harm. No. Um, But one thing that cracks me up is how often they they like warn against being overly preoccupied with and fascinated by like the demonic. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and stuff, and then, and then
1: do, do a massively podcast. popular yeah. podcast
3: that only talks about it. And, and the, the stories line, are like, right? "Oh, this one's so cool! This is cool, guys."
2: Okay, <laughs> you know, oh I believe God. the line of obsession stops when you know the last rung is when you're wearing uh, their pajamas, right? Yeah. pajamas have stuff on it, so that's yeah. the line. If you're just doing that, you're good. Once you start, you know, I, I, ha- I have
1: to ask you guys at this juncture do Do any of you remember a dude named Bob Larson? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I've got got some Barb Larson books that he didn't write. Yeah.
1: Send them to me, Zach. I'll read those. No, I, uh... One
3: of them is just called Satanism. Oh, my a, it's goodness. It's like a big red fucks. Yes. On I,
1: Do you remember, dude, his radio uh, ads? I remember Matt Smith and I were talking yes. about this the other day. I remember it was like, you know, because you could be like a super champion, a mega champion, $100, $150. And I remember the ads were, help Bob fight Satan. Because um, remember, there was always some demon possessed <laughs> girl. Yeah, there was some. Possess, you know, Demon Possessed Girl in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Bob needed money for a flight. This what? Well, keep in mind, Bob had been divorced right. four, four or five times, so he, he yeah. did need a lot of money. Um, he was running from four other people. <laughs> yeah, he, was. <laughs> he was setting up franchises in all these cities.
3: <laughs> Dude, I used to work at a Christian radio station in the 90s, yes. in the early to mid-90s. And I, uh, part of that was answering the phone and talking to people at different, you know, uh, callers, listeners, and also the the people for different shows, different stuff. I talked at least twice to people uh, that were like his assistants and people who worked in his organization. And these people sounded like the most, like, crushed spirit, like, oh, dragging man. along. Like, Please me remember now, that you're...
2: Uh... Your spiritual contribution must include money for in-flight drinks.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> Memories. that keep those cards and postcards coming, and when you send a postcard, always tape the money to the back of the postcard. That's what I remember. <laughs> but it was... Um, yeah, some of the... I mean, there. so there's that ridiculous chicanery uh, to quote uh, uh, what's-his-name from Better Call Saul? Uh, but it was... Uh, uh, these guys don't don't seem to be remotely in the same universe as that. But you're right; these things, there's gradations of mm-hmm. of um, trends, you know, sometimes upward and downward. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested. You guys have gotten me really intrigued by this. And look, Nathan, I got so excited, I broke my glasses. <laughs> you see that? We can't
3: see you. We can only see it. Yes, day. here, here, uh,
1: show it to Sure, Tabarus, look at that, dude. This is how excited I got. My oh, glasses. I hope
3: those are just readers and you can get new ones.
1: Uh, yeah, these, well, <laughs> I think these things have been rotten this off. This is quite a years. shot. We call <laughs> yeah. it Sasquatch and McCluck.
2: Sasquatch run before he shape. <laughs> he <changes> shape. <laughs> you know,
3: we, we should do at some point an episode. <laughs> kind of retrospective uh, retrospective on uh, Bob Larson and Mike Warnke.
2: Oh, my gosh, dude. But we should do it as found footage where we go to one of these places and are brutally killed at the end of the yes. episode.
0: Dude. <laughs> dude. Just Greg's looking into the camera going, I'm so scared. The snot dripping down his dude. nose.
3: No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the snot's there anyway. You to it in close. I the wanna camera's be... all the way in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I want to be the guy that Bob Larson makes stand and look at the corner. That's what You're I right. want to be at the end.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute, he's just taking
1: a leap, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah, Mike Wark, yeah, I haven't thought about that in so long. I remember he had the whole uh, Navy story, the conversion story, and um, he got blown through a wall. I remember I
3: was at a concert where he talked about getting an explosion putting him into a wall and then he felt his whole body expand. Wow. And then he went through the wall and, and I'm like, that didn't well, happen. First I
2: thought you were talking about the guy who made the far side. And I'm like, wait, that's not the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary Larson.
3: Yeah, but my Warnke was, was a Christian yeah.
2: comedian
3: who that had been legend of Satan, but he made it all up.
1: No. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I remember Warnke and, uh, yeah, I, I was, man, that was right in my zone, that 90s Bob Larson, Mike Warnke stuff.
3: Also, lots um, of wives on Warnke, dude. That's that's a red flag, I think. Yeah. <laughs> man, wives on Warnke? Or oh, it's a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Warnke wives. We spent yeah. a couple episodes talking to each one. We've three seasons.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, man.
0: Oh, guys, this has been fantastic. I'm so glad that we got together to do this it's the one we
1: needed to end with Nathan
2: I'm sure those guys are going to come on this show next they're all going to roll in after hearing
1: our uh, glowing (laughs) uh... once they uh, hear about the These Go to 11 podcast
2: (laughs) they once they see that actual shot of Greg
1: (laughs) hey I might be their next exhibit man Uh. you know I mean you never know (laughs) Um, so yeah I I, I got a lot to offer Uh. so we'll we'll see that was fun dudes
0: oh man Well, we are out of time. Gentlemen, this has been a blast. And until the next time, we just rock the Casbah. Thank you again for listening to These Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane. And you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These come to 11.